Welcome to the Hophead Hardware Homebrewing Podcast. This is Captain Spaulding coming at you to talk about different styles of brewing. Okay, while this is a very basic breakdown of the different ways that you can make your own beer, there's um, a few primary ways that people do it. Um, the main ones. You have extract homebrew. Um, a slightly more advanced method called partial mash or mini mash. Um, the terms are interchangeable. There's brew in a bag and then you have all grain brewing. And we're going to talk a little bit about each one of those. The first thing, uh, the first one we'll talk about is extract. And you might hear some mouse clicking because I have some notes so that I don't miss anything. <clears throat> we won't be breaking down how to brew extract and all that just kind of the I'm going to talk about the very basics that way if maybe you're interested in making your own beer you can um, have an idea where you want to start okay so extract brewing um, all of your grains are processed and the mashing process of converting the sugars or the starches, the carbohydrates, all this good stuff into fermentable sugars is already done. And it's, think of it like a hot chocolate mix that you just dump into hot water, but more advanced than that. So you have liquid extract and you have dry extract, LME, liquid malt extract, DME, dry malt extract. Um, they're not the same thing by weight, but that's nothing you need to know at this point. Uh, a lot of the homebrewing com community looks down on extract brewing, and I completely disagree with their standpoint on that. Extract beers can make, or can be great beers. What extract, the big bonus or advantage to extract brewing is... You're not as invested in equipment, and you don't need as much space to brew an extract beer. You can brew an extract beer right on your stovetop. Um, you prepare your water, you bring your water up to a boil, you add your extract, whether it be liquid or dry, and you go through your hop additions and maybe any other um, adjuncts that you may be adding or, or additives and they're not always adjuncts such as orange peel or coriander or peanut butter powder things like that um, after you go through your boil process and we'll talk about that in another episode you um, cool your wort that you just made and you pitch your yeast cap it all off and let it ferment from there, after the fermentation's done, you can bottle or keg your beer. Um, if you bottle, give it a few weeks, you're ready to drink it. If you're keg, give it, you know, carb it up, force carb it, and you're ready to drink it. But that, that's the very, very basic breakdown of extract brewing. And we'll do an extract brewing episode soon. That's probably the best place for a beginner to start. You'll get some great practice.
at um, you know some of the process. You know, it's a great way to to step into the beer making process and not get overwhelmed. All right. Now we're going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about, um, partial mash or mini mash brewing. While I pour this beer, let's see. Oop, too much foam. Okay, yeah, partial mash or mini mash brewing. What that is is it's the same as extract brewing with an added step. Uh, I'm going to call it mini mash. Um, a mini mash beer is going to have <clears throat> a small quantity of, we're talking a pound, two pounds, maybe a little more sometimes, of specialty grains. And I mean, these are just like the grains you would use in brewing an all grain batch or a commercial brewery would use. Um, maybe it'd be a crystal malt or some flaked oats or you know a nice Vienna malt, something like that. Munich malt. Um, something to add a little more depth and character to the beer. More fermentable sugars. So before you boil, <clears throat> what you're going to do is you're going to mash in a small amount of grains. So these grains are going to be crushed and you're going to hit them with strike water. Strike water is the first water to hit the grains. Um, it's typically a few degrees warmer than what you want to uh, mash at. Let's say for a medium body beer, your mash temperature is typically going to be 152 degrees Fahrenheit. Now there's some advanced mashing techniques and steps that we're not going to get into right now. But, so, what you need to do this is um, maybe a small cooler. It can be done on your stove if you're really, really good at holding the temperature on your stove. It's tricky. Um, <clears throat> if I were going to do a mini mash, I would use my mash tun that I use for all grain. But, I would add whatever amount of water my recipe called for to my mash tun. It's going to be a few degrees warmer than what I want to mash at. And I'm going to slowly add my grains, stirring well. And I'm going to take temperature readings. When I see if 152 is my target, when I see 152, I'm going to cap off that mash tun and let it sit for an hour. During that hour, what's happening? is all the goodies in those grains are being converted over to fermentable sugars and you're getting some flavor extracted and all kinds of good stuff and after the hours done I'm going to sparge those grains and what that is is a controlled slow rinse of those grains to you not only getting the sugars that leached out into the water but you want to rinse the sugars off the husk and pull a little more sugar out through your sparge. And that water will go into your boil kettle. You'll add more water to whatever your recipe calls for. If um, you're brewing a five gallon batch, it's probably going to be, you know, six and a half, seven gallons of water total. So you're going to top up of that, you're going to start heating it, you're going to get it to a boil. And then your extract brewing, just like the previous segment. You're adding your, you know, 
dry malt extract or your liquid malt extract. You're going through your hop schedule, adding any additives needed throughout your brew day, cooling your beer, transferring it to a fermenter, pitching your or pitching your yeast, and that's the the very basics of partial mash brewing or mini mash brewing. Okay, now let's talk about all grain brewing. This is kind of the Mac Daddy of them all. Um, first off, the advantages of all grain is you have complete control and ability to completely customize your recipe. It also costs a lot less from an ingredient standpoint. You do have a lot more money invested in equipment at this point. But <clears throat> for all grain, we're not using any extract. What happens is we have, uh, it depends on a recipe, but I'll say, let's say we have 12 pounds of grain, 10 pounds of base malt, you know, a pound of a specialty malt, whatever, you know, half a pound of another specialty malt, maybe another half a pound of another specialty malt. So that's what our recipe calls for, so that's what we're using. Um, we crush that grain up. Most of the time, some of there's a handful of grains out there that don't require crushing, but another episode. So we crush our grains, and from there, just like the mini mash, we're going to hit them with um, some strike water that is hotter than our mash temperature. Uh, let's say that our mash temperature is 152. I'm going to use that same temperature like I did in the uh, mini mash segment. But anyways, on my system I know what my heat loss is, um, what my mash ton, how much temperature it sucks out of the strike water and how much temperature grain sucks out of or out of my strike water. And that's um, about 15 degrees. My strike water on my system is 15 degrees warmer than my mash temperature. So if I want to mash at 152 degrees Fahrenheit, I'm going to strike at 167. And by the time I get that 167 degree water into my mash tun, my, and I preheat it with warm water ahead of time, still another episode stuff. Anyway, so I've added my strike water and it's a volume that my recipe calls for to my mash tun. I slowly pour grains into that mash tun while stirring to prevent dough balls. Um, the grain gets sticky and wants to kind of clump together and so you have to control your pour of grains into that water to prevent that from happening. Um, grain that gets stuck together, the middle of it never makes contact with the water and it just doesn't do its job. So. I stir that in, I stir that in, meanwhile I'm monitoring my temperature the whole time. And I'm getting really, really close to my mash temperature. So at that point, I'll let it sit for a second, give it a small stir, check a few spots at the top of my mash, and see what my temperature is. Um, stir more if needed, but what I'm, the goal is I want to see 152. That's my mash temp. When I see 152, my lid goes onto my mash tun 
and it sits for an hour typically and that's when all my conversions are happening I'm making my own extract per se um, after the hour is up I will start draining that wart into my boil kettle now you don't you can I don't strike with my full volume of water some people do that's called batch sparging I fly sparge fly sparging is when you mash in with a quantity that is less than your full boil volume the amount of water or wort that's ultimately gonna be collected before boil and then I will start sparging and that's running more hot water through those grains to rinse them rinse them of all those awesome sugars so I sparge until I get to the um, my pre-boil gravity well actually I don't do that I, I go by volume I get to my volume and hope for the best that's my method and it hasn't failed me yet I'm always within a couple points uh, most of the time dead on but okay so I've sparged I've collected my full volume of water at this point I come to a boil and I'm just like the extract and mini mash I run through my hop schedule and my additives and all those things of course and it's for all these styles of brewing during the boil you're starting out with more wort than you're gonna have going into your fermenter because you have water and vapor water vapor boiling off the whole time but at the end of the boil I cool my wort it goes into the fermenter yeast is pitched and I wait on beer we have beer the moment the yeast goes into into the wort we have beer it's not ready to drink yet but technically it's beer the yeast will you know convert the sugars um, into alcohol release some uh, gas they release some other good things some bad things if fermentation doesn't go well and um, we wait on the process and take it to bottling day and that's the very basics of all grain brewing you're much more invested in equipment but you have a lot more control of your beer and you have le less money invested in the ingredients per batch and as great as that is there's nothing wrong with all grain brewing or there's nothing wrong with extract brewing so I just spoke about the the basics of each of a few different methods of brewing and there are others out there but those are the main three that people use and of course segment one the extract and segment two the um, partial mash or mini mash they're not that different um, if you can brew extract you can brew mini mash so don't let mini mash scare you off and mini mash is a great stepping stone to all grain brewing um, like I said extract and mini mash you have minimal investment equipment all grain you have 
a pretty large investment in equipment, but you have complete control of your beer. Feel free to call in and ask any questions, and um, I'll try to answer them on a Q&A episode. Visit me at hopheadhardware.com, and you can find my social media links to ask questions there. Also, our Discord server, which can also be found at hopheadhardware.com, is a great resource for almost instant information. We have over 300 members, and a lot of the guys are just waiting to answer your questions. Thanks for listening to the Hophead Hardware Homebrew Podcast. Come visit me at hopheadhardware.com.